Hello and welcome to the 24th episode of the Unpopular Podcast, the only there was no other. With me today, I have Corey. Hello. And Brett. Still on. Awesome, we're doing it. No Mike, no Taylor. Who cares, right? I don't care. We don't need no Mom. No. Yeah. Three Musketeers. It's not called the Four Musketeers. That was the this man in the Iron Mask. Okay, guys. How do you feel about the Apple uh, App Store? Never been a big fan of it. Never? I don't think I've ever used it. Oh. The biggest well, complaint that I get, because I, I work in customer service, is that even with free applications, you need to have a credit card on file, which makes no sense to me. So they can track your bank records. This guy makes too much money to get the free version. Let's not give it to him. It just seems weird that you can be hacked and have a bunch of money taken out of your bank account without actually ever spending a cent on the Apple Store. Has that ever happened? I assume so with somebody. <laughs> I did, with, with some kind of identity theft. I know one of the. I talked to a customer who told me recently she had her uh, information stolen off the uh, App Store. She didn't seem like a regular person who used it since it was really hard to get her to that place on the phone anyway. I see. The wonders of tech support. Anyway, they have changed the free to get. So when you look at a game that's zero cost, it used to say free in this little icon, and you click the icon that starts to download, and now it just says get. That's uh, that's relevant. It's worth I think it's because is it because of I in app purchases? Is it technically not free if you have to spend like money on those coins now? Like No, it just sounds more alluring that way. Free just says it has no cost where get means this is something we offer. Something. You can have it now. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's just marketing. Hundred percent. Tricky, tricky marketing. Exactly. Too bad they can't trick people into buying the iPhone. But this uh, a lot of people buy the iPhone. They do buy them, surprisingly. Have you seen that commercial? I have uh, no real idea when it shows. I've only seen it during like a commercial in a sports game or something. But it has this guy walk in, and he goes... And the girl's like, here for the new iPhone? He's like, wow, you're read my mind. And she says all these things that are pretty much blatant uh, stereotypes of the iPhone users. And he's like, yeah! You're really good at this. And I thought it was making fun of the iPhone, but it was for the iPhone. I just wish, like, commercials would stop thinking. It, it's just the same. It's almost like the console wars at this point. I, I'm not sure if there's anyone seriously taking Android versus Apple side anymore. Just, like, I'm not sure if there's anybody who is, like, fanboyism for, like, Microsoft versus Sony versus Nintendo. It's like they've all kind of switch the platform, and I think it's, like, almost down to preference at this point, not versus, like, which one's better. It's, like, which one do you enjoy using this way? Uh, that's what it is, isn't it? I suppose. I, I just wish we would get rid of this brand fighting, I guess. iPhones are more of a fashion accessory. It's kind of, you're cool if you have one, where Android users don't give a shit. That's how I break it down. I always saw it as, like, if you're somebody who's only going to use the camera and a few other small features, the, and you want everything kind of compacted, you've got the iPhone because it, it's a simple, it's a really nice smartphone. If you want something that's a little bit different, that you have a little, you're not feeling so tied down to, get an Android. 
I enjoy having zero control of my phone. Do you have an uh, iPhone, Tom? No, no. I should get one, though. Maybe a pair of Beats headphones with it. I'd just be the coolest kid in the block. In your mandatory Beats music. You were like... You were our like Daria, Tom. That biting sarcasm. For about a month at my job, there was this girl who had a Daria tattoo on the back of her leg. I did not know her name. I only refer to her. I don't know. I don't know what happened to her. I kind of miss Daria. I enjoyed that tattoo. I like that show. It's a really good show. It was a good show. I don't think it's for it when I was on the air, though. I was, yeah, it does hold up, but I was, what, 10? When that show was right. relevant. It wasn't funny when we were 10, though. I thought, like, I always liked it because I thought it was cooler than Beavis and Butthead, but I could never put my finger on it. Why? Until, like, you watch it as you're, like, older. You're like, oh, okay. Rock yeah, Martin Life is a great show. Funny enough. Rockless Martin Life is alright. Daria is deeply subversive and fairly smart about it. And Beavis and Butthead were just, just deeply subversive. Rocco was just fucking twisted. It had a lot of adult humor you didn't catch when Chokey you were the chicken. Chokey the, the chicken. There's so much stuff to that. I oh baby, oh baby, oh baby. Child of Light turns a profit. Child of Light did turn a profit. They made enough that they could possibly make a sequel if there's interest in it. Have a solid ground in the Ubisoft development team. I don't know if any guys, any of you guys, did play Child of Light. I'm going to. I'm looking up the link to see if I've. I might have it. Maybe. I feel like it looks like a familiar title. Uh, it was a very simple RPG where it had a battle system that was very much like Super Mario RPG. No, sorry, not Super Mario RPG, but uh, Paper Mario. And uh, it was just a simple kind of side scrolly kind of overworld. It wasn't... It was more of a story experience kind of thing as opposed to an actual hardcore RPG. It came out earlier this year, I believe. I talked about it when it first came out. The art's pretty cool. I I remember seeing it, but I don't think I've ever sat down. It's very simplistic, so it might turn some people off of it. Um, If you just want a simple game that has a little cute story and a lot of art aesthetic to it. I feel like, uh, like though the simplistic games, like these type of titles, are becoming more enjoyable for me. Like I, I've had a lot more fun with games like Shovel Knight this year and a couple of the other like um, Heartline Miami or uh, Retro City Rampage. Just things that like I wasn't expecting to be as deep as they are, but they turn out being so good. Versus like some of these, you spend like sixty bucks on, and you're like, oh man, what what did I sign up for? I beat Hotline Miami maybe on three systems. I'd really like that game. There's just so many of them out there, like Rogue's Quest, or yeah, the is it Rogue's Quest, the Tower one. Oh, the Tower Fall Ascension. Make a new bloodline. No, it's a uh, oh Rogue Gal- uh, Rogue, Rogue Legacy. Rogue Legacy, so cool. It was just like you can make a new bloodline with a different mess up. It was just like one of those five buck games that gave me more entertainment than some of the bigger games I've come out through here. I think it came out on uh, on the PS. Yes, and I have it on the PS3, maybe PS4, and the Vita. I mostly play the games on the Vita anyway. So yeah, it's a it's a fun game. I haven't gone too far into it though. But I'm I'm sensing you like the the indie games as opposed to the AAA shoot dudes in the face games. Oh, this, this this seemed pretty cool though. It's like the one reason I do wish I could have a Vita because like they, you don't get as many of the sweet indie titles that you, like it's a I love the 3DS. It's a sweet uh, system, but like you get a lot more of like the console-like games like these 
um, on the Vita because it's more of a this platform built that for that. I like the Vita. I wish Sony did. I almost bought it one until the Borderlands game sucked. Oh, I heard it was pretty decent for a portable version of it. I didn't play it. I didn't care about Borderlands 2, but I heard I didn't hear much complaints. I played so much Borderlands. I played the first one a lot. I didn't like the second one. Shrug. Shrug. So Assassin's Creed development, well, not the development team, but uh, one of the dudes at the studio said he would like to branch out into children's children's toys and appealing to children. That is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever read. It was pretty dumb, but he's not wrong because they make a lot of money, especially all that Skylander stuff. So no. they're trying to make a, a universe yeah. as opposed to just a game series. I don't believe in fully objective moral rules, Tom, but there is something just evil about doing a toy line based on a mature game for children so they they will eventually franchise of Assassin's Creed, uh, Creed 12. Yeah, I think they'd lose a lot of franchise for it, but in the same sense, Lego has always had pirates and stuff like that. I'm looking at the figures themselves. They're not that impressive. But... He, comp- he uh, directly compared what he wants to Lego. Like, Lego games, we can make a game like the Lego games. They have killing, but they're killing Legos. It's not real people. It's cool for kids. He's not wrong on that. He's Still, not wrong, but it's it's just kind of silly. Though, not wrong. He's just the nine-year-old in me, kind like that kid version of me, really hopes it happens because having a sweet history, like a historically accurate game like that, like not like following that time period with Legos, you're telling me that doesn't sound kind of cool. Legos Assassin's Creed. Yeah. You don't build things in Assassin's Creed, though. You just park like, You just you're break in them this down. Giant like sea battle, and you like all of a sudden you're just watching your Lego ship just go up in the air, like destroyed, and you have to like yes. repair it in the middle of battle with like different Lego pieces. Just you know, make a Lego Pirates game. You don't need Lego Pirates Assassin's Creed. That adds a layer of complexity that's just bizarre. They the need Assassin- money, Corey. They do need money. It's insane money. I'll grant them. It's insane money. <laughs> well, that's a... train all those kids for their bar mitzvah and Christmas money one way or another. Might as well do it with Legos, right? So I hear uh, World of Warcraft has over uh, 10 million subscribers. Going back to 10 million, that's close. what was it? What was its high point? 17. Um, just about where it is. It's um, over 10 million is about where it's almost peaked since. Um, Hold on, the BBC going back, to, going back to Lich King actually. So I heard a, a big surge of popularity is because it was available in China, and a lot of Chinese people got on it. And that was like a year or two ago. Because it was banned there for a long time. Um, because the, like everyone makes a joke of the Chinese gold farmer, but it was the Chinese gold farmer that got rid of WoW in China. But like over there, the internet cafes and all the other things, it's just a social scene to be able to go do it. So having and that is also. Um, the ability to skip the whole last expansion. There's a lot of players who haven't, like I'm reading on the um, WoW Reddit, that haven't came, like, are first coming back for seven years, and they're just like, oh, cool, I can go start the new game without needing to do, like, 70 hours worth of content to do it because they're offering um, free level 90s. Oh, so that's dumb. Like, What's the fun in that? I don't I don't understand. So, um, It's quite a, like, even with them lowering the XP to where they are, um... 
if you're coming back after missing two or three expansions, you would need at least two or three weeks to catch up. So what they're doing is maybe you're someone who quit after college and you want to give it a shot again, you want to see what everyone's doing, but you don't have the resources to play 40 hours before playing another 40 hours. Why don't they just remove all experience and make it all gear-based? Because leveling is fun. It's like part of the experience of going through the content. It's like... It's no, not when, fun. When, um, when they make people level 90 anyway, and you spend a week to just to get to the latest expansion cap, I mean, it just seems worthless to me. That's not the latest expansion cap, though. They went from 90 to 100. Exactly. So all the people who were 90 went to 100, and they spent a week no. doing that. Oh, yeah, you spent a week doing... I spent... Uh, and then you're at level 100. What after that? I mean, why, um, why not just start, make... Because then they make you do heroics, and then you start doing uh, the raid content and the additional uh, patches that come after it. It's All like, that could be just gear and not a level. Yeah, but why? That, why what's, level? What's the objective for making it from one point of a video game to the end of a, another a video game? It's almost Getting the same Getting better level, gear. This one doesn't have to end. Getting better gear. That's really what it leads up to. But I'm glad I have ten levels before I just have to grind gear forever. It's uh, you have to grind ten levels to get to grinding gear. Exactly. <laughs> it just yeah. seems it seems silly. You're not convincing me in the slightest. To each his own. It's the thing. It's like you either completely enjoy it or you have no interest in it. It's the same with the Final Fantasy players who don't enjoy WoW. But there's ten other ten million other people like me who are playing the shit out of it right now. So. It seems goofy. According oh. to the BBC, you're at 7.4 million subscribers in October. Did the new figures come out for November? Yeah, because the game just came back out, and they um, announced that it was over 10 million since the expansion came out. 12 million is its highest point in 2010. Uh, it's an improvement over August figures of 6.8 million. Yep. Mm-hmm. You don't really, like, I think the, the numbers were out that you you really don't need that even a big population that's like... A little over 2 million, I think, you could run an MMO. I think that might the numbers might be a little bit high for that. I think it might be lower. And I I think with the consistent nature of people still being curious about it and, like, look at EverQuest and things like that. Those, those people are still plugging away at that game, and I don't think that's one that's going to ever die. I don't. That's the same thing I think Blizzard has. They're doing something right. I think EverQuest is a uh, free world RPG, though, whereas... A WoW is when they call a theme park MMO. Uh, paid subscription. I never heard theme park MMO. Theme park just means you have like a hub town. They give you quests, and you do the quest. They give you your place has more quests. that kind of brings you along in a certain way. They want you to go to get to the max level. Whereas the other games are just go out and do stuff. There's no real objective. Um, no, I thought I like played wow. and stuff like that. And it, I, both MMOs are. Similar. You start in one area and then they lead you through the selected area, but it's not like oh, I might man, be thinking of Ultima Online though. I, I maybe get the Ultima confused. Online might be completely different. Um, but WoW kind of sets you in one place and they direct you around the map while telling you a story. And there's you don't necessarily need to do every single quest. It's impossible actually to do every single quest in the game. Well, no, I think at this point you could probably if you really had a lot of time on your hand. But that's give or take. Ten million people. That was pretty sweet since. Uh, I think when you said 12 million was back, I think if that was, if I remember correctly, Burning Crusade. To me, WoW died when they took away the ability to kill the Breadmaker. Could 
be All really right. rough, though. And, oh, they are celebrating their 10-year anniversary tomorrow by releasing a uh, 40-man raid again. So that'll be fun to do. Speaking of anniversaries, did you guys know that this is the one-year anniversary for this podcast? Nobody? No. I Does anyone know. else wish for Sid? Burning Crusade was 2007. 2010 was um, another. Sorry. Just Bur- Burning Crusade started. was when I stopped playing WoW. Really? Yeah. So that when a lot of people did, actually. Hmm. Or after. Um, I only played for about a month or two. I didn't like it. Yeah, any people I knew people I probably wasn't the figures that people would just stop playing. I just never really liked it. Uh, I'm going to move on Our because... Of the year? This is... Uh, well, we said the first episode last year on November 17th. And this, is the tw- this is the 20th. Or the 9th. I don't know what day it is right now. It's the 20th. 11? Yeah, we're still on the 20th. 11, yep. Okay. I'm going to move on to the uh, Ubisoft servers having issues. I do not know about this. So whoever uh, wrote that up there can give me a little bit of a detail. Uh, they're getting pelted. I wish I had more information. They're just um, having major issues after the releases of the games that had just recently come out. I'm trying to pull up here. That happens, that happens for everybody. Whenever a game comes out, the servers always get swamped. So um, they always fix it in like about a week or two. I'm not going to judge them on that since Far Cry 4 is pretty fun. Oh, we can so judge them on all their online services are unavailable. Oh, so I can't join online? I couldn't like, yeah, make a multiplayer game? Yeah, is having major issues. Okay. What about Battlefield? Is that, is that Ubisoft? Is that, no, it's no, EA. Battlefield was EA. Yeah. Which was I, don't, I, don't think, I don't think they have any real games that have a big online community, you know, I think about it. So, I mean, whatever. Speaking of EA... Speaking of EA... Not speaking. Call of Duty becomes ten billion dollar franchise. There we go. There we go. Uh, yes, the, the uh, advanced warfighter has pushed them over the edge, and they are now ten million dollar franchise. I thought they'd be higher than that, honestly, with all those stupid shirts I see people wearing. Mind you, nobody is ever the over the age of seventeen, and that game is clearly rated M. I don't know what these parents are doing. Let their kids wear those shirts. Parenting guys, exactly. Call of Duties and such. Ten billion dollars would buy a lot of T-shirts. Merchandising, man. Their merchandising is probably more lucrative than the actual selling of the game. I mean, it's so much money to develop X amount of dollars, whereas a shirt is two dollars to manufacture and you sell for twenty. Lunch boxes, fucking cell phones. Call of Duty, like I I didn't even like. Is what is the big First-person shooter that's competitive still. I don't know. Ba- Battlefield. Is it Battlefield? Battlefield and Call of Duty are the two. T- Tidefall tried to get some of that cake, but it was kind of niche. It had a little bit Destiny. of a. Destiny not uh, doing well in that fight. Destiny's doing okay. It's not. People are really disappointed with the lack of features and such. I didn't like the game. I should probably sell it when it's still worth money. But I was um, just thinking the same thing. I, I was gonna go down, and I think it's still worth like thirty-three bucks. Yeah, if I can sell for 40, I'll probably just end up getting rid of it or trade it for Master Chief or something like that. But uh, that's not for me. But I'm buy my copy of Pokemon Ruby. There is a group of people who do really like it. We would have had one on the show. What was? It? Oh, right. He he was he was knackered. I, I played a good chunk of it. It just like it, there wasn't enough to it to keep me interested. It was like as an MMO fan, I, I played games that made me grind. 
and it just brought, I'm like, I can just go play something else that's going to make me do the same thing. Yeah. It, I, I like the idea. It sounded like a Borderlands meets Halo, but uh, I just didn't, it, was, it seemed drab. I didn't like it. I'll, I'll probably end up playing a little more because I probably didn't get enough of a fair chance, but there's so many more games I need to play right now where it's not even a real concern of mine. I'm wondering if it's, like, they said the IP is expected to last, like, 16 years or something like that. There's they have a trilogy. Amount. They have a trilogy in the in the plans, so there's going to be two other games. I'm just wondering, because I remember, yeah, like, talking to other people about this, and it kind of makes sense. We're wondering if it's going to be one of those games that if you come back to in a few years, like Diablo 3, it was awful for a while, and you came back to it and they fixed some of the issues. Like, it, hopefully it can just get better with time. But, Is it one of those two little too late kind of things? I, I'm curious to see how the server populations are going to be in April, because, like, the DLC doesn't seem enough for one-third of the price point. I think I've said that before, so we'll see, but um, with how many games are saturating November and like December, it'll be surprising. If, I, I would be surprised if it still has a huge following by April. What's the next shooter? I can't think of anything coming out. Um, I mean, Call I of Duty's out. Call of Duty, I think. Um, Far Cry. Yeah, that's not really an online competitive. Oh, online, yeah. But it does have a co-op. Yeah, it does have a co-op I found pretty cool. I haven't used it yet, but it seems really neat. Halo, the Master Chief Collection, once they fix the updates on that, that's... Oh, that's a mess right now, yeah. Halo 5 is not due out until late next year, I don't think. So, I mean, if Destiny's still running around then, I'm sure it's this is pretty much all you have in the meantime. They got really good reviews. They said it was a pretty good... It was like not like your typical remade box set, so that's promising. I'm sick of people just, like, giving us some new graphic skins and expecting everyone to run out and get it. Um, it's, I'm honestly just wanting to play Halo 1. That was my jam. Halo 2 looks amazing. I watched the first few cutscenes and the first few levels, and it made me just, like... I wasn't a big fan of it back in the day, but it, it looks I'll I'll, play, I'll definitely play it again, but Halo 2 was not my game. No, I, I liked all the Halos, but 2 was my least favorite. I had boss fights. It was bizarre. It was such a weird game. I remember returning it back to the store to GameStop when you could still have 30 days, and I got Def Jam's Vendetta 2 for the Xbox. I've never that. played those games, but they seemed uh, pretty fun. They're great. Henry Rollins is your coach. <laughs> so silly. Oh man, I still have my Xbox. I bought an Xbox just so I could play it again. I want to. I want to buy an Xbox, or hope Sony makes an emulator for an Xbox just so I can play Jet Set Radio Future again. Right, it's worth it. It's the game is fun. great. I think it's backwards compatible with 360, but it's very iffy. I don't know. I have an Xbox just like lying around. Backwards compatible ones, though. That's it was hard to re-emulate the black and white buttons. The bumpers. It's the same thing. They just moved them to the top. No! Blew my mind, Tom. <laughs> Corey, what's your on. thought on any of this? He's been quiet. Uh, ignoring it for the most part. Sorry. Um, Corey's a quake life kind of guy. Corey doesn't care. Corey doesn't care at all. <laughs> Corey's still hoping for a perfect Dark Zero sequel. <laughs> But Corey's very excited about the HBO Go channel coming onto the three, uh, the Xbox One. That's yeah. fairly useful. It works well, but HBO Go is the shittiest player I've ever come across. I've never used it. I'm thinking about getting it. It's not good. It's just you pay a monthly fee and you can watch all the HBO content? Is that how it works? I think you have to get it through a cable provider, at least last time I checked. No, they're separating it, actually. 
They're they going are? on their own, like Netflix. Yep, that's why it's um, kind of becoming a huge deal. Um, HBO said that they don't want to be attached to a cable company anymore, so they're going to run it as their own individual like programming-type deal away from um, like Time Warner or Comcast or any of those, so you can buy it and get HBO programming the same way you could go get Netflix. I'm just needing... I'm not sure what the price is yet, or I haven't looked. A lot of my problems with HBO Go were because it was tied to Comcast. So that is good news, but it's still not a well-done player. A lot of issues with it. But it just made your Xbox 360 kind of obsolete now. Smart TV didn't work with it for some reason. I can't think of anything else. Pure old Xbox One? People like that. I know it's on the PS4. There's that. Also, I don't know if you... I don't know if you use the Plex app on the Xbox One. It lets you... Uh, it came out, but you can only use it if you have the subscription-based Plex, which is ridiculous. I don't know why I'd pay to stream my own movies, but uh, they need to fix that as soon as possible. They say they're working on a version that will work for all accounts, which will be fantastic. I don't know if you guys use Plex, but it's great. Um, just for a heads-up, going back to the last topic we were talking um they're saying the HBO Go package by itself, Corey, without having a um, uh, cable provider, is maybe up to the span of 18 bucks. But that's not that bad for having HBO. That's really good for HBO, which is one of the only premium channels I think I like. Yeah. And so that's pretty good news. What What's on HBO? I watch Game of Thrones. It's that's got... It. Um, it had Boardwalk Empire. It's got True Blood, Game of Thrones... What's it's that also got a bunch of movies, which it's, if they get better movies than Netflix, that might give them a run for their money. So $18 a month to watch Game of Thrones. Yeah, Game of Thrones is worth it. Yeah. I like my current free. I'll go with the free. So you steal Game of Thrones. Why yeah. don't you just put a gun... I, I, I have cable, Corey. Just put a gun into... I have, I have HBO in the living room. Why would I pay $18 to watch it? If we have a viewer, Big Brother might be one of them. Oh man! Have you got to check my bills, make sure I have HBO on my uh, my Comcast line? How does he know the story of the Game of Thrones? He read the books. I read the wiki. I read the wiki. I'm not dealing with those books; they're tomes. But uh, I know it's going down. Tom does not read. I read. I just don't read Game of. Th- I can't read fantasy. I can't do it. Tom I can read sci-fi, I can read like, cyberpunk stuff, but I can't do fantasy. Tom, have you ever seen Grandma's Boy? Yes, I have. You are the villain from Grandma's Boy. Funny me. facts. I did, in fact, beat The Legend of Zelda when I was three years old. I'm sure this movie is making fun of me. Because <laughs> I've, I've never heard anybody else make any kind of proclamation like that, except me, and it's a line in the the movie. Those people are spying on me or something, so fuck those guys. Tom, I've been in a car with you before, and I've asked about your music, and you've immediately yelled at me, does it scare you? I'm pretty sure that happened. <laughs> oh, That's God. awesome. The new Roy Scott album came out, guys. Who? Roy Scott. The new Machine Head album came out. All right, well, this Paul's music podcast is going great. I'll talk, uh, if, is it Portishead or Roy Scott? I'll talk about it. Let's talk uh, about Wildstar. I don't know anything about Wildstar, so Brett, if you want to talk about Wildstar, you 
Oh man, where do I start? I followed it at PAX East when it came out. Um, and it was it was on buses. There's billboards it was for so it everywhere. Promising. I sat there. I bought it. I like I pre-reserved it the night it came out and played a lot of it. And it was just like the most one of the most miserable MMOs I played. It was just they wanted to be hardcore. They're just like we're gonna make it hard like WoW used to be, and. They're like, we're going to do 40-man raids, we're going to do all this stuff, and it, it really didn't work in their favor. Um, so it started with the server population being completely condensed, so they started condensing their servers, and that's usually a first sign of the failure. Well, their creators are like, oh, that's the experience we wanted to create. We wanted low-population servers so people never saw another person, which sounds like someone trying to cover their tracks. And then their big thing was those 40-man raids, like I said, and they're condensing it down to 20 people because they were too hard. And now they're offering 33% off. They just sent me seven free days. They lost a bunch of people on the team. It's just kind of not looking very good for a team that was expecting... Um, I think they wanted something like 2 or 3 million users by this point of the year, and they're struggling hard. I'm curious where they got the budget for all that advertising. I... MNO wasn't even out yet. It was on buses. It was everywhere. It was everywhere. It was on those uh, those trash cans in the city. It's crazy. It's just crazy how like a game that had such high expectations just kind of realized that not like there's a reason why no one liked the hardcore side of MMOs anymore because you can't get 40 of those people who aren't trying to say I'm the best person in the group without a bunch of nerd rage. Mm-hmm. Nerd rage. All right. I have not played GTA V very much. I don't know anything about the heists, but were the heists not available in the PS3 version? Was that a thing? It was almost as funny as when is Duke Nukem Forever coming out. What's that? It was like the joke when when is this feature going to be added? They promised us heists from like Okay, so they, they just didn't come out. Oh yeah, they released like six different DLCs and heists were always like the if you go back and look at all the Game Informer like posts and things like that, um usually the first question are like heist question mark. So they are the pause and resume PS4 feature that just has not shown up yet. It's going to be there once um, they said it's the first update. They'll be available for the PS4. and um, Will it be available on the older system as well? Are they going to ignore those two altogether? I think they're just going to... I'm not sure. They haven't. I haven't looked into that release note. I think it may be a complete reamp because I'm not sure how... if it's going to be two different online servers for the Xbox One and the PS4 versus the 360 and PS3. I would hope so, otherwise I was just going to ruin a bunch of days for everybody. Mm. That's that's very... Dis- I heard the heists were the best part of the game, so... They were. Yeah. I was going to pick that game up. Evidently it doesn't count until next year for the PC. So, I mean, I got some time anyway, but... You've got also both next-gen systems, so you might... As- you might- I, I, if I have the option to play on PC, I'm going to play it on PC. That's just how I how I roll. I have so much freedom with PC. I have my laptop and my desktop computer, and then I have one in the living room. So I have three computers, which I all use, and they all, for the most part, sync my saves. Whereas I am, I have to be home to play my PS4. Right. Fair enough. 
So, yeah, I like the versatility. Yeah. Uh, 3DS exploit fund? Yes, this is actually kind of funny. Earlier this week, they this these two people from GPA Temp, they discovered a an exploit. What it is is pretty much how the Wii worked, where it will call to your memory card, and in, they'll find a uh, a bootable file, and it'll launch the uh, the file. So what they did it again with the 3DS, they have they added a save for a game. The game was Cubic Ninja. A game that was really close to launch, if I remember. I got it. I got two of them on target clearance for three dollars each years ago, and I just had them on my shelf. And now this game was three dollars. It was three dollars maybe a week ago, and now they're up to forty, fifty dollars and such. It's really funny. Wow, we. If you search GameStop, they're all sold out everywhere. Everybody's out. It's really, really funny. The actual exploit will be coming out on Saturday. They announced. Uh, what it does is pretty much it just lets you run a homebrew. If you're familiar with the Homebrew channel from the original Wii, it's pretty much their version of it. It's You need to launch a, a game to load it every time as opposed to being something you can just launch from the menu. But right now it's it runs emulators and Homebrew applications and such. No piracy. Uh, they're working on, they said it's very possible to remove region locking, which oh, would be wow. great, which shouldn't have been on the 3DS to begin with. That's the biggest complaint I have against Nintendo is how the Wii U and the 3DS are region locked. Because all that does is make me buy another system that's just a waste of money I don't need to spend. But uh, that'd be really cool. That's all I would really want out of it. This is the first time. Like, we haven't seen emulation, though, on Nintendo systems, so you can't even use those cards anymore. That was one of the most disappointing when I couldn't use those Ace cards anymore. RIP. You can use them on uh, the DS Lite. The DSi was updatable, had a firmware. So that was updated, and it locks some of them out. There are still ones that work. You have the better ones that are made for the more recent versions. The 3DS has one flash card. It's pretty much only for piracy, and it only works with a firmware that's really old. I think it's like 4.5 or something. Really old. Reminds me back in the day when you had to mod the PSPs with the Grand Theft Auto, whatever it was. Yeah, the PSP was... That was fun times. You can do so much with PSP though. That was that was the emulation system. I had everything on there: Master System, um, Genesis, even N64 came out later. It wasn't the best, but it works for some games. You helped Air- me do it. I really like the PSP all around. That was a great system. Me too. Shitty game. Oh, shitty game price. That's the part. Okay. Ghost in a Shell online trailer. It's been a yes, while. there is a. Ghost in the Shell Online is a thing coming out. It looks a lot like the Shadowrun game. That's at least what it reminds me of. But it looks it looks fun. I don't think I'd ever play it if it didn't have a license attached to it. But I'll I'll give it a shot to this Ghost in the Shell. I'm being a tool, I know, but I'll I'll definitely give it a shot. It's a great movie. Probably one of the better best animes, at least back in the day. I I think it's based off the uh, standalone complex arc. It has the, uh, I don't know if you watched the trailer, but it has the Laughing Man pop up randomly. Like when you get a headshot, it just has the Laughing Man's head on the head of the guy you shot. It's kind of funny. I enjoyed it. I'll give it a shot. It's probably going to be free anyway. Most likely. So what it is pretty much is a, it's a first-person shooter. So far, it's announced to be free-to-play. And you have three, I think, three or four different perks, like superpower kind of augmentations you can get. One of them was speed. One of them was strength. Uh, kind of an arena shooter. Good times. With with themes against around Ghost in the Shell. Huh. 
Yeah, I mean that's pretty much that's pretty much all uh, there is to it. It's no Nosgoth. It's no Nosgoth. <laughs> no help. I still have never played it. Nosgoth. I'm going to see my I want to see my memories being pure of the the Kane series. We should play Nosgoth for this. We should stream that as we play Nosgoth. Oh man, we could. That'd be funny. We would not play very long. It'd be 15 minutes. That's how long it takes to be Far Cry 4. We will get to that, but first... You're a bus simulator. Never Alone. It looks pretty cool. Never Alone, yes. It's a small game developed by native Alaskans. Whoa. Yeah. Uh, it's very artsy game. It reminds me a lot of... Uh, what was that one that came out with the... Kind of a silhouette of a boy... Uh, uh, Limbo. Uh, Limbo, yeah. Yeah, it looks. It reminds me a lot of Limbo. It, uh, it's just kind of a surreal kind of platformer with the, I don't know, arts. I'm gonna throw art out there. That's what it looks like—an artsy game. It looks great. It, it came out this week. I didn't hear about it till today. I was just researching stuff and I found it, and I'm totally gonna give it a shot. I think it's 13 bucks. Um, it was developed by I think 40. 40 people. It pretty much has a story of a little girl and our Arctic fox trying to stop the... I think it was like the demon of the winter or something. Something causing a blizzard or such. Some simple, whimsical thing. Looks fun. Did you guys... It's getting pretty good reviews, too, on their website. Did you watch a trailer for it? Um, I just followed it from the uh, the pages that you had showed me, but... it's looking pretty solid. I need to watch the trailer. I think that's going to be something to do later this evening. I'll play it over this week, and I'll talk about it next week. That way I know what I'm talking about. Corey, how about you? What do you think about it, Corey? Are you going to be never alone? No. Probably not. <laughs> it's too cutesy. Too cutesy. Too, too cutesy. It's pretty grim looking. It's a cutesy grim. Limbo, Limbo was about a, I assume a young boy's suicide as he traveled through purgatory. I didn't play it. That's that's my perfect image. I heard it was the feel good game of the year. <laughs> oh yeah. This picture on the site, this little uh, little native Alaskan girl is is clubbing a seal to death, or has just finished clubbing a seal to death. Are we watching the same video? No, it's just this one picture. She has a seal just like tied up by seal's corpse. You need that fat. That's how you stay warm for the night. That's what alcohol did. All right, I'm going to move on to This is Our War. I never heard of this, so if you want to tell me what it is, that'd be great. Uh, This War of Mine is what it actually is. I typed it in wrong. That's fine, Tom. I've, I have I'm reading the outline. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, it's called This War of Mine. Uh, it's on Steam right now. I think it just came out on November 15th. And it's a war game, but it's from the point of view of survivors. Um, okay. So civilians inside the war zone between two opposing forces and them, like, holding up inside of a house trying to avoid being shelled or shot, trying to avoid other scavengers as they scavenge for supplies and dying of diseases. Is it the video game version of Us and Them? What is Us and Them? It's a, a song by Pink Floyd. 
I need to buy this game because the first review that's helpful says Detroit Simulator. <laughs> that's awful. I just linked uh, the Steam page in the chat, but um, it's sort of a platformer, base builder, strategy sort of game uh, with some action in it. A lot of tense moments. It's real depressing. Like, what, uh, what what survivors are they? Anyway. Well, what, what nationality is it? Is it World War Two base, or are you playing the the Polish? Or it looks fairly modern. Yeah, it doesn't really. Oh, okay. Great. I'm thinking like a World War Two kind of. I'm thinking '90s Balkan area war. Okay, I can go with that. So a lot of uh, brown coats and. Dusty hats. That's not really what I think of when I think Balkan style war, but okay, we'll go with that. Oh, Dusty hats uh. and brown hats. <laughs> Unicorns and torpedoes. Um, yeah, great reviews. It's twenty dollars on Steam right now. I will get it when it gets cheaper because I'm not going to spend twenty dollars on this game. <laughs> I love this. How years ago we'd pay fifty dollars for a game and be done with it. But now games come out for $20 or less, and we're like, no, that's too much money. We can't do that. Fuck that shit. I have so many games I've bought for like $5. I'm never right. going to play. That's the problem with these sales and stuff. They ruin you. These yeah, humble the bundles. Yeah, the sale and, uh, is probably like right around the corner. And that's yeah, like, see, we can never pay what would be, in relative terms, a great deal for a game. Again, yeah, you I, have to I wait for the deals. really great box art and really good shit that came with it. $20 without anything... Tom, Amen. these were days before I really used the internet, and the technology was good enough that I could get my game so like, readily through like it. Giving that heart, it's like giving that guy a Toys R Us as a nine-year-old that twenty-dollar like bill that I hardly like I worked for, and then him, him handing me a receipt and telling me to enjoy it in an hour and a half later, without any cool art except the art that I could look at on the screen. Bullshit. I miss books. Or if it like comes with some artwork, but it's in a folder and it's not physical. You have to open it up. Oh, hey, I got my first Xbox One physical disc. They're pretty edgy. They put the disc on the left side. Did you know you can flip the box? You can yeah. put it on the right side, Tom, make you feel at home? I don't know. Then the, the sides would be all misaligned. It'd be crazy. I just like how they're changing up the whole formula. I'm still, like, through the last two gens, depressed by the lack of stuff inside those boxes. Yep. I'm like, I might it, find a book. Then they started giving you those cases that were pretty much half a case with all the plastic savings. Like, what am I even paying for anymore? I would buy the shittiest of RPGs if I knew it came with a 40-page book. Tell me about it. Back when they used to give you, like, half a strategy guide inside of it just for buying the game. Like, oh, here's the first three hours of the game in a guide. When Squaresoft would give you the most epic, like, paragraph that you'd read as like a nine-year-old you're like oh my god it's gonna be the best thing ever so i'm trying to say is i want working designs back i miss atlas atlas is still around yeah but they used to it was um i think it was van wasn't it atlas at vanguard bandits or even the lunar people back in the day you got like that was that, like that that was working designs working designs yes they're fantastic yes i agree they made you feel special for buying their games <laughs> You bought Lunar 2, came with a necklace, a thick art book, a soundtrack CD, the demo disc. It just gave you everything. Why not? How about a leather-bound book on something you're not going to read, but it still had a leather-bound book? <laughs> if you pre-order the first Lunar, they gave you a little uh, boxing galleon, little plushy thing. You also got thing. the cloth map, too. 
the cloth map. Yeah. Don't used to give a shit back then. And those PC were even games. $100 box sets. PC games did, used to go all out, too. So they Skyrim gave... gave you a fucking dragon. Okay. I guess that's kind of cool. It's a fucking dragon. <laughs> all right, I'm going to move on. Huge. Takes up like half a desk. I've seen some of these pre-order, I'm sorry, special editions that are just giant monstrosities. They have the, uh, the was it Gears of War Judgment? They have this giant figure with it. Yeah. yeah there, was, there were a few things. I can't remember them all, but over the last few years, they're insanely large things you got. Uh, oh, what you was Titan, the... Titanfall? Titanfall had this yes, massive Titanfall. figure. Yeah, what are you but supposed to do Steel, with those we things? We had Steel Battalion back in our day. That game had remember Steel Battalion, the thing that took up like half your living room. I still have Steel Battalion. Yeah, it's a huge box. It's great. I went to a Pax East actually. There was a room that had Steel a Battalion. full, it had a full eight person Steel Battalion game. Taylor and I played with like six other people. It's crazy. 3DS though was notorious for giving you these huge boxes and having like four, like two things in them. Like, you get those huge packaging, you think you're going to get a lot of cool stuff, and they're just like, oh, here's a bookmark. Most of it's just a a, or a soundtrack that has three tracks on it. That's the common. I did buy uh, East, uh, was it, whatever one came out for the Vita, that came out with some uh, good stuff. The Uncharted box set came out with a lot of cool stuff. The Uncharted one, yeah. That I remember was that cool. one. That was the last... Good box that I bought. I thought it came with a solid amount of things to it. It was cheaper to buy that version than the actual version of the game from Target. It was clearance for like 30 bucks, and the game was still 60 That's ridiculous. Yeah, Target does that a lot with special editions. They'll keep them for like a week or two, then they'll clear them out because they're massive space-consuming items. Yeah, they're not a big a... Uh, they're not really a big video game outlet. Let's see. Well, they do. They they, were, they stock enough games. They carried. Uh, they had Bayonetta too. That was something. All right. So new releases this week. Pokemon. Oh, so in about thirty minutes, I will be going to get Smash Brothers at the midnight launch, only because I enjoy the people who play Smash Brothers. They're their own special group of people. I'll be playing okay. with you, Tom. Are you? Do you have the Wii U version? I'm Are you gonna be getting, getting it? it this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I've been waiting for it because I didn't want to destroy the 3DS that I own because I like it. You're not going to the midnight launch and enjoy the atmosphere? I live in Maine, dude. The nearest midnight launch is like an hour and a half out. <laughs> I'm good. <laughs> mine's mine's a 15-minute drive. <laughs> oh, let's see. Geometry Wars is going to be sweet. I think it's kind of silly that I realize it's coming out for the PC, PS3, and PS4 the 24th, and then us Xbox One users have to wait one day. What an exclusive. Hey, man. It's a drive sales. I bought a PS4 because I got a day early, punk. Tom's sleeping better at night knowing he's getting Geometry Wars 3 before I do. Exactly. Now you know. You know what it feels like. That's what I get for choosing the wrong system. I knew it'd come back and bite me in the ass. You're going to come to Wallet Cool the next day. Like, yeah, that Geometry Wars. Like, dude, we're totally over that. That came oh, out God, yesterday. Such a, we already such got a it. walk of shame. Fucking new playing Geometry Wars 24 hours later. But done with that. Uh, you like Persona. I feel like that's one of those games that you're digging, because I, I heard Persona, of it. Persona Q, it's, uh, it's a Persona game that's mixed with Etrian Odyssey. So if you like those roguelike games, I'm, I'm going to pick it up for sure. It looks fun, but it's not going to be for everybody. It's even more niche than the niche game. 
I, li- I left the Madagascar game off this list in case there is some strange reason there's a mom listening to us doing her Christmas shopping, but there is a Madagascar game coming out at midnight too, Tom. Make sure you check that out. Oh, man. I went to pick up uh, Tales of Hearts R last week, or was it two weeks ago? I don't remember. But I went uh, I went to go reserve it because I had this uh, costume pack if you reserved it. I'm like, you're coming for the midnight launch? Like, you had a midnight launch or Tales of Hearts? <laughs> so I showed up to the... The night and it ended up being Assassin's Creed and uh, Master Chief Collection, and I I didn't even realize like I knew it wasn't just for that game, but I didn't know what game was actually coming out. I was like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. You're that guy like in line who's just like, oh man, <laughs> GameStop's open at midnight for some reason. I guess I'll go get a PS2 memory card. I had a friend who came with us to a minute launch, and he walked in, traded in a handful of games, and bought a used copy of a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle game for the GameCube. That was a great night. Oh god, those I, I those think it was the mad hated lunch. Hated them though. <laughs> oh my god, that those employees are like, "Okay, they're going to run clockwork. You're doing trade in." It's pretty much walk and get your game. He's browsing like, "Oh, do you guys have a uh, TMNT 3 for the GameCube in by chance?" Like, "Dude, what are you doing?" <laughs> Take your copy of FIFA and go I home. See, I don't see your uh, Dreamcast collection. Is it, is it not out for everyone to view the display? Pretty much. So, uh, yeah, minute launches. I haven't been to a minute launch in years up till the last two weeks or two weeks ago, whenever it was. I went because I was I was free that night and said, hey, this would be funny to pick up Tales Tom, of Hearts. Yes. This is a no-judgment zone. You don't need to make excuses for why you went to a midnight launch, you loser. I'm sorry, uh, Corey. I, I have a car. Assassin's Creed last year. That's the last one I went to. Um, Assassin's Creed, the uh, pirate one. Black Flag. I would usually go to the Madden launches. I'd never bought Madden. I just enjoyed the crowd of people who were outside waiting for Madden. Bros, bros, bros. bros. I'd just hang out with them. It was a fun time. They usually bring footballs and they're just throwing to each other in the parking lot and stuff. It was great. Throwing footballs at each other? I watch it from afar, observing (laughs) this strange behavior. No, man. I I was joining them, knocking back a few Mountain Dews. It was great. They're wearing this costume... They call them jerseys. <laughs> Cosplay is alive, my friend. And they are Tom Brady. All right, what else is coming Fantasy up? Football is Dungeons and Dragons for uh, sports fans. It absolutely is, with a lot more money involved. It is. It's quite. It's really fun, though. Where's Taylor paying me to play D and D? Anyway, Akiba's trip is coming up for the PS4 as well. If you guys, I don't know what Raven City is. That's... I don't either. I looked up, I looked up it up quick, and it was on the list of Wikipedia for games. I assume that maybe someone out there were looking. It's probably to one of those grandmother PC click the screen games. Um, I'll be really confused. I hope it's a mature rated game, and it's not that. Raven <laughs> City. <laughs> is the is the Game of Thrones game coming out soon? Oh, I'm sorry, that was my passive-aggressive way to say my alarm's going off. Uh, the Game of Thrones game is coming out fairly soon. No date. Where would you I th- put that? You, you just throw it up there just to uh, derail the Where com- the hell else do I play? We have game release news, and then we have current game news, and then we have gaming company news. There's no, this game might come out in a few months news, or this is a teaser trailer news. It's going in game release news. It's a teaser trailer. Look at the teaser trailer. I've already seen it. it okay. Looked- I'm going to move on because I got some Smash Bros. to buy. Okay. 
Okay, Retroplay, I picked up Pokemon X again. I started my save file from over a year ago. I had one badge, and I was level 25. I thought that was a very strange progression for a Pokemon game. I can't remember playing the first five hours of that game, but when I continued it, I got another badge, and it's it's fun. I put it back down. I probably won't play it again for another year. I might eventually beat Pokemon X. Pokemon X? Yeah, I got uh, I got the Mega Evolution, and they are stupid. <laughs> they're stupid. They, they're dumb. If, what you're you're in a battle, and if you have your Pokemon, oh Pokemon X, yeah, I have that too. Forgot, like I had seized out for a second. If you have an item held, you can hit a little button, and it makes your Pokemon Mega Evolve, and it pretty much just powers them up for that one round. And it's really really silly and unnecessary. You can't have more than one either, I found out, which was stupid, because it didn't let me have my OP party of eight or six all-mega evolution ones. Bullshit game. <laughs> uh, tonight is also the release of the remake of uh, the third-generation Pokemon game. I have no interest in buying it. But you were silly. No. I'm going to buy Ruby. I, I didn't really enjoy that game. I mean, I played it, I think, the week before... Uh, Gen 4 came out because I wanted to play it before Gen 4 came out just to be up to date. I blazed through it and I never thought about it again. I might not get it because all I can think of was when I think of Team Magma and Team Aqua. The other one. Yeah, I think of one of our friends who cosplay liked it. Like most things, he ruined those games for us. Some some friend you got there. Some friend. There's Steve. He fucks everything up. Let's call him to the party. Oh, God damn it, Steve. Yeah, well, that's my retroplay. I don't know if you guys have been playing anything old. We went back to or not. Corey, are you playing anything? No, I'm not playing anything old. I've got uh, what I've been playing, though. Oh, sorry, I didn't know. Oh, yeah. retroplay, sorry. Just, just, uh, just, just give it to me. What, what have you been playing, Corey? Um, well, I've still been playing more Path of Exile. I think I talked about that last time. And I've picked up a new MOBA that's not actually new. I think I've just heard about it recently called Smite. I saw that at PAX. I didn't play it, but it looked pretty fun. It's different than the other MOBAs because of uh, the different point of view, the control with the, uh, for movements with the WASD. Um, it's it's fun. You should play it with me, Tom. I can't do those online games, man. You will like it as much as you like the other ones. You played some League of Legends. I'll play until, with you, until Taylor ruined it. Thank you, Brett. Tom, fuck yourself. I'm going to play with Brett, my new friend. Okay, you play with Brett. You don't even know what he looks like. Could be a stone dog, for all I know. Turns out he's not a dog. I am a bit stoned, though. <laughs> this is a child show. Uh, stoned on video games. Oh, wait, no, it's 18. I, Whatever. It I, have, I have the explicit material tag on iTunes. Explicitly bad. Hey, hey. Boom! Hey, this is our one-year anniversary. Be nicer to us. Well, this is oh, how man. it usually happens at one-year anniversary. You guys go out for a good dinner, and then most likely either someone cries at the end of the night. At least that's how it works at my anniversaries. Just, uh, just so you guys know, this should be episode 52. It's only episode 24, so somebody dropped the ball. Probably Tom. It was probably me, like but I'm going to act like it wasn't me, like a real boss, and Tom, put the blame like on you guys. CD, though. You're just like... You come out with a new podcast every like two or three years, but everyone still is just waiting for it. It was very consistently a week until I started doing a lot of traveling, and then I just couldn't make the schedule. Brett, but that's over now. 
What have you been playing, Brett? Um, I just finished, I just got to a level 100 in Warcraft, so I've been back to Hearthstone. I've been playing a lot of Elder Signs on the tablet, because it's like two bucks, and it's a great board game that's been sh- switched over, and it kills time. And I still like Blood Bowl. Um, I was a huge fan of the uh, Games Workshop p- tabletop version of it, and it pretty much allows you to play almost the tabletop version of it on the PC. So... Without I have no idea what Blood Bowl years. is, but I always do play it on Steam. It's uh it's football it's um fantasy football, basically, except for like you got orc teams, you got an undead team, uh there's Skaven, humans, and you can play in a series of competitions. Um and Is it anything like Mutant League football? It's it's almost similar to Mutant League football, yeah. That was a great game. It, it's pretty fun. It's and it's based off the um uh, what do you call it? Games Workshop 4K universe. So not not the 40K. I'm sorry, their Warhammer universe. I see. So no no Space Marines, just just regular guys. Yeah, just uh, just regular demons. Uh, north. It's usually on sale on Steam once in a while. Um, it's you you can usually pick up their Chaos Edition, which is pretty much their pimped out version for usually about fifteen bucks. So. That's that's pretty rad. And it has a very active community too. That's funny enough. It's been out for like four years, and you can it, still pick it's up not, one game. It's, it's not, not you. Not just me. No, <laughs> there's a lot of people playing Blood Bowl still. I see. I see. Corey, how about you, my friend? Did he? Did he? Did he? Did he stone himself? I think to we death? just went over to. Corey, I think we missed you because we just yeah. I started. I, I started yeah, first. I, 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 that was, like, I, I remember Path of Exile. I talked about Smite. We talked about Smite together. You said you saw it at PAX. Uh, okay, I, I do remember this now. I'm sorry. My apologies. Dropping play, the ball again. I know. I know. I gotta get my shit together. What am I doing hosting? All right. I mentioned Pokemon X. Uh, Call of Duty. I started that game. It was uh. It was Call of Duty. I'm just going to leave it as is. They have this grenade, though. There's two grenades in that game. There's I'm, there's probably more, but there, I have two currently. I'm not very far in the game. Where one of them is a multi-grenade. So, like, I want to have a flashbang, and you hit a button, and it's a flashbang. And I want I want to make it a, a sensor so I can see through people through walls. And you click a button, and it does that. And then there's, like, the distract one and all these goofy grenades. And then the typical frag grenade is... Awful. It's pretty much a heat-seeking grenade. You throw it in the air, it'll kind of hover there for a second, and then shoot at the people. It always goes in these weird uh, straight lines that don't lob over things. So it'll hit walls and all those stupid things. It's, I, I don't like them at all. Are you sure there's no regular grenade grenades? like? Boom? I haven't I haven't seen them yet. They I'm start you off with the trackers. That might upset me. There has to be regular boom grenades. <laughs> However, I did pull up in my laptop the other day, and I was watching some stuff with Taylor, then I did, I uh, remember that I had Call of Duty Ghost on there. I loaded that up, and I ended up being at the last, pretty much the last checkpoint in the game, and I, I beat that. It opens up for a sequel, guys. Wait for Ghosts 2. I've confirmed with my roommate there's a total of six different grenades in that game. Frag grenades? Yeah, he says there's... um. There potentially is a frag one. I asked him if there's just no, one that just shoots people. He's like, there should be up to six different ones. But again, I haven't played it. Okay. But I don't know if he's got. I, 
I don't know if he's combining all those specialty grenades into one or something. That would be sweet. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'd be like taking the red pill and the blue pill. I purchased Bayonetta 2. However, I have never completed Bayonetta 1, so I am playing that right now on the Wii U. That game is very fun. It's a fun game. Uh, it's a lot like Don't May Cry, I'm sure you guys realize, because it's the same guy. Uh, it has a very sexed-up main character that is borderline offensive slash hilarious at the same time. I enjoy it. It's obviously a joke, and that's pretty cool. The soundtrack is amazing. I'll give that the biggest plus of the game. Uh, I don't think it's very long. I'm only in chapter 5 or 6, but from my understanding, it's only like 20 chapters or something. Uh, it's pretty much just a... I'm not sure what to call these kind of games. The action-y... I'm sure you guys know what Bayonetta is. Why am I explaining it? But I am working my way towards 2, and I will tell you how that is. Uh, Valkyria Chronicles came out for the PC. Sweet. That is fantastic. It has the most simple yet amazing settings menu. It gives you the resolution and the frame rate. And that is amazing. That's all I ever wanted in my PC games. I don't want to take those away from you. It looks fantastic. It plays It plays interesting. Uh, the mouse control is obviously a port of like the, the uh, digital inputs of a D-pad, so it's kind of very straight-liney and kind of clunky. Uh, it, it works wonderfully when aiming when you try to do the actual shooting, but the uh, menu use is a little flaky. It's better off just using the arrow keys for that. But otherwise, it's a great game. And I don't know if you guys played Valkyria Chronicles, but you're missing a fantastic game that came out like five years ago for the PS3. It's a uh, turn-based strategy game that has uh, some real-time elements into it. Fantastic art style. Overall, it's a fantastic game. Corey, did you play the PC version? I have not. What are you doing over there? I didn't play it either. Don't worry about it. There's like a 40-second delay every time I ask you a question. No, there isn't. That was short. No, I only have the I have the PS3 version. Why the hell would I get the PC version? Because it looks so good. God. It looks amazing. You use the same screen for your TV and your PS3, so I guess it's fair. I use a uh, very nice monitor. And things look a lot better on PC with it. So I prefer to play games on the PC. Came out, which I mentioned. I bought. Uh, I bought the minute launch because that has a giant following, and everybody loves their Vita and slash their Tales games. This game is fantastic. I played a lot of Zillia. I didn't really like it. I'm not sure why I don't like about Zillia. It's something to do with the battle system. It's a weird combination between Graces and uh, kind of like Vesperia, but not really. And this one's a lot more like just Vesperia, which was the best battle system in the Tales games. I don't guys ever played a Tales game. It's a typical JRPG. It has super anime stories, which are always stupid. But if you ignore the stupid RPG, I'm sorry, the stupid anime stories, it has a very fun battle system, which is often multiplayer, so you can have four people play with you. It's a weird game to play multiplayer, though, because then you have to have four people watch you play an RPG, then you'll eventually get into a battle and they can play. It wouldn't be very fun, but the battle systems are very fun, especially when you have people playing with you. You can do like, crazy combos and stuff. But uh, this game plays exactly like a Tales game should. It doesn't have all that stupid stuff that the Zillia had. Uh, very straightforward. It has... The best part of this game, aside from its very very nice battle system, is it's super 90s anime style. Where it looks like an episode of Slayers kind of like. They have those stupid giant gems and stupid things on them. It's very akin to that, and I love that stupid crap from back then. So that's very appealing to me. Uh, overall, I say get it. 
And plus, if this game sells very well, they'll bring Tales of Innocence R over, which came out for, I think, launch day in Japan, which is another DS-ported Tales game. It's not ported, it's a remake. That's what the R means. Oh, wow. Four, which I totally beat. What's up? No, I was just going, giving you a nice good achievement. Nice, man. You, you, don't, you don't have a Vita, do you? No. Yeah. It, it plays it plays on the Vita TV, so if you ever pick one of those up, you got yourself a good RPG to play through. Uh, Far Cry 4, I started this game, and I heard there was a glitch in it that lets you beat the game in 15 minutes. It's totally not a glitch. It's completely intentional. Is and, it really? Uh, How's it happen? Okay, what this game... This game has a... An intro, you, you watch the intro, and then it, when you first get control of your character, the main villain, he says, all right, I'm going to go take care of something. I'll be back. And what you're supposed to do is like run away and leave the place. But if you actually stay there for about 15 minutes, he does, in fact, come back. And then I'm not going to spoil it for you, but there is an, a completely full ending to the game if you do that. It's really funny. And it's, uh, That's, I might go do that after I leave here. Yeah, so it's on YouTube too. People posted it, but um, I did that, and of course, uh, it auto saves during that segment, so I have to start over and watch the intro again. But I will actually play Far Cry 4 and let you know how it is. But uh, I really enjoyed how they they put that Easter egg in. It's so cute, and games don't do that anymore, especially from Ubisoft. I was not expecting it, but uh, it's very good. Uh, and last, I, I finally played Sunset Overdrive. You played it? I played it. I played it. What'd you think? Uh, it's very, very, uh, is cookie the right word? Can I, can I say cookie? I, I thought it was, I thought it was pretty silly. It reminded me of Jet Set Radio with rocket launchers. Yeah, that's a very good, uh, you gotta climb and bounce. <laughs> gotta do some flair. <laughs> So pretty much it's a lot like Jetsu Radio where you're always just sliding around and uh, doing silly things, but it involves uh, third-person shooting as well. And so pretty much you're fighting all these monsters around the city, and the more long as you're doing combos of sliding and bouncing off things, you'll keep it's building ridiculous. up a multiplier. And as long as your multiplier is up, you'll get all these perks. So you earn your perks. So it always wants you moving and just blasting stupid things. It's a lot like uh, the later, I want to say... Um, Saints Row 2 kind of humor, where it's uh, it was very silly, but it was kind of you know fun. Whereas three just went really really stupid with the silliness, but this game's still on the right level of silly. I like it; it's very fun. I definitely need to play more of it. I made the most uh, amazing character, which is a very hipster-looking female character, and I am in love with it. Oh come on! Oh <laughs> man, card. Oh no! I always play a female character every. Every time. But I enjoyed how incredibly hip I can make my character. Like, the only option for glasses are giant frame glasses. It's great. It's so great. A+. Plus. I'm going back to that now that I finished Warlords for a bit. I need a little break from the world. How how, uh, how long is that game? Do you have any idea? The sunset? Um, yeah. 20 or so hours, I want to say. 20-plus. I want to say I've done three main missions so far. I'm not very far on it at all. I'm on the second half of it, and it just gets ridiculously 
crazier, and I saw a partial part of the last level, which it's it ends epically. So okay, uh, solid, solid. All right, I'm gonna move over to the uh, question of the week, and that is: Does anybody actually use that goddamn tap the pad on your tap uh, laptop to click feature? No. No. All right. By default, on pretty much every laptop, this stupid option is always enabled. I'll be typing, and I'll just keep clicking and erasing what I'm typing, and I absolutely despise whoever thought this was a good idea. So if anybody uses that, you're very wrong, and you should stop using it, and nobody should put it in their computers anymore. Can you also just tell everyone else that we need to take the stupid feature out of computers? The what? They need to get rid of it. Get rid of what? The stupid fucking... Click the bullshit. I know, right? Absolutely. Um, it's probably the same people who need left-handed scissors. <laughs> I know, right? All right, Corey, how you feeling, buddy? Fantastic if we're done and not so if we're continuing to go. No, I think we're wrapping it up. I was just seeing how you're feeling. I feel great, then. How, how you doing, Corey? Fantastic. You seem so anti-podcast, but every time you were about to do it, you're always ready for it. Like, we're going to do this. It's going to be great. Then we're going here, and you're Mr. Mellow in the back going, yeah, whatever. Because I'm call, cool, Tom. You call me Daria, for fuck's sake. Um, you're more like Jane. You're just going to act more like the stone dog, man. <laughs> All right. Look at him chilling there in the backseat of his car. Probably going somewhere cool. <laughs> All right, all right. So, scrub. so, a dog is a scrub. <laughs> Riding in the passenger side of his best friend's ride. Don't. <laughs> that was this week's episode of the Unpopular Podcast. Thank you, Corey. Yep. Brett. See ya. You can catch us on things as iTunes, my website, YouTube, all that silly stuff. Remember to tweet us if you have any questions because we could obviously use them. And maybe some enthusiasm for Taylor. Sorry, uh, Corey. I don't like. That's awful. I called you Taylor. That's like Ooh, the worst. Shit. The worst person. Do we all? Have, do you all have Twitters? I have Twitter. I'm the OCD gamer. There, the, there is a official unpopular gaming Twitter. You can totally follow. Do I follow that one? You should. It is fantastic. All right, guys. Have a good night. Good night. Take care.